Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of daily fantasy sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in daily fantasy football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Happy Friday, Grinders. Welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Josh Surgiant with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. We're back, guys. We're back from the All-Star break. Everyone survived. Everyone uh, had some fun. I got to spend some time with the family. got to do some... Some, uh, some music stuff. I had, I had a good time. I enjoyed the days off. Always good to get a break, but uh, you know, of course, always happy to get back into the swing of things, back to the grind here uh, for baseball, for MLB. Uh, Travis, how you doing today, buddy? Did you enjoy the break? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, uh, felt like less of a break for me with all the WNBA stuff going on and whatnot, but uh, no, it was still a nice break, just not having to grind DFS out, right? Just uh, being able to... Sit- Step back. Sometimes we, uh, sometimes we just uh, need to need to just take a step back and relax. So uh, it was nice, uh, nice just being able to do that a little bit. Uh, how about you? Yeah, yeah, same here. You know, I didn't really play much in WNBA. Uh, I saw that DraftKings launched the product. I heard a lot of good feedback about that, and you know, of course, heard a lot of good feedback about the content you were putting out. So, um, you know, if you haven't, you know, if you guys haven't tried WNBA. Definitely check out Travis's content here at Roto Grinders. He's a staff writer for WNBA. Does a really good job. Digs deep. Uh, Travis, anything uh, anything fun or crazy happened in uh, WNBA over this past week? Uh, no, um, uh, nothing crazy. Uh, that didn't work out the best for me, just uh, playing wise. But uh, someone who read my article won 4K, so good for him. And he's Matty Ice, uh, so good for him. Uh, and uh, I just like how we see, uh, you know, DraftKings has kind of got their feet wet in it, and we can now. Uh, we, they're, they're offering some pretty good prize pools. Like today, it's like uh, I think Fandle's got a seven dollar uh, for ten uh, k to first, and DraftKings got an eight dollar for fifteen k to first. So I just like seeing those prize pools. It makes more people want to enter and join. So uh, well, everyone's about about chasing that big first place prize. So figured uh, you know that'd be uh, figured that's great great to see for the industry. But uh, you know, back to baseball now. Though I don't think as many people care about that. They they don't want to just dive into baseball. It's been a couple days. Everyone's uh, you know they're itching. They're ready to play baseball. So uh, how do we get started with that? Because I think everyone missed that big time. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, it's just uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting that we're already at mid July, man. We got football right around the corner and basketball, so lots of fun here. But um, give us both a follow on Twitter before we hop into the analysis here. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone M A N G O N E. Shoot over any questions or comments. You guys have been interacting with us a ton, and we really enjoy that. Had some good conversations with some of the listeners over the break, uh, talking strategy, game theory, stuff like that. Lots of fun. And um, also, if you haven't signed up already, definitely go check out our sponsor site, Fantasy Draft. Sign up using the promo code Grinders to get four percent cash back 
on all your entries up to $5,000 over there. Really, really great deal. It's the best uh, bonus that they offer over there at Fantasy Draft. Really cool format. You don't have to play catchers, so definitely enjoyable. And on top of that, you also get uh, a few months of uh, incentive uh, incentive access here at Roto Grinders. So you'll get some premium content to look at from our top analysts and help you build better lineups, give you a nice edge on the field over there. So definitely do that. FantasyDraft.com using the proto code Grinders. And with that... As Travis said, guys are probably itching to get back into this baseball stuff. Got a huge, huge slate here on Friday. 14 games, you know, coming back to, to a nice, big, healthy, beefy, chunky slate. Uh, 15 games, I'm sorry, not 14. We got 15 games. Big, big slate. So um, now, Travis, on a slate like this uh, for me, uh, I usually just, you know, constructing your rosters can be, you know, a little overwhelming, a little tough when you look at all these games, you look at all these options, you know, and you, you kind of like have to figure out where you're going to go because, you know, we, we can't play everyone. So what I normally do here is uh, I start by using like a process of elimination, start, you know, trying to narrow down my options, try to put together a core. So I, I think that for uh, for the show, we should do that with the pitchers here on this slate, kind of eliminate guys that we're definitely not going to be using and uh, then focus on the guys that we'd be interested in. Uh, sound good to you? All right, so what we'll do now is we will start by eliminating some of these pitchers. Obviously, for me, Tim Adelman is going to be the first one off the list. Do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, definitely don't want Tim Adelman. That's um, not a good spot uh, for him today. Uh, definitely take him off the list. All right, Martin Perez for me, not a guy I'm, I, you know, I'm ever interested in really to begin with and uh, definitely not interest, interested in today. How about you, Travis? Yeah, no Martin Perez for me. All right, Jason Hamill. No, I'm not. I'm not playing Hamill on this late. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't think I'll be playing him either, especially not against these Texas bats who, you know, came into the break really, really hot. So, uh, how about uh, Ricky Nolasco? Any interest there against Tampa Bay? Um, so I don't hate it if you're playing someone down here and like he stopped. I forget which pitch it was. Uh, I know before the break he stopped throwing one of his pitches that he's been getting kind of shelled on. And then I don't know, he had that bad last start. I don't know if he went back to that pitch or not, probably something I could check, but uh, that was kind of why he had those like last two good outings. And like, it's the Rays who strike out a ton too. And they're getting a, uh, you know, they're going to a ballpark like LA, which is a good pitcher's park. I don't think it's a terrible turn option, but I'm not in love with it. Uh, I'd rather try and find other guys, but I, I, I understand the argument if you want to argue for it. So I, small amount of interest but not a ton and mainly because it's the rays uh you know that's just something that's very important uh, they just strike out the most on any team in the league so but again they can also kill a team and absolutely dominate and just smack them around so that is a concern yeah and you know on top of that there's like 15 games they have 30 pitchings pitching options to pick from so you know definitely don't want to be reaching too far down the barrel if you don't have to uh how about james shields here against uh seattle pass yeah okay. this pass uh, yeah all right uh any mike leak interest no, he's a better real-life pitcher than fantasy. I'll pass on him, too. That's facts. Perfect way to say it. Definitely a better real-life pitcher. Uh, any Taiwan Walker interest here in uh, SunTrust? Uh, you know, like Freddie Freeman's back. That just seems like a that just seems like a mistake right now to go that route. So, uh, and especially in SunTrust, uh, that's a good hard pass for me on Taiwan Walker. I mean, I feel like I don't even have to ask because you know you, you never play this guy, but R.A. Dickey. It sounds like you're going to I mean, it. no. Yeah, like, I don't know anyone. Ugh, don't play R.A. Dickey ever. If the knuckleball ends up being on, just accept that whoever played him, that, like, 0.5% ends up winning because, whatever, they can win every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Charlie Morton? Any interest here in Charlie Morton in Houston? 
Uh, I don't mind Charlie Morton. Uh, I don't think this is a spot we should, uh, you know, just just ignore. Uh, I, I get it, right? Uh, the Twins can have a scary offense at times, but uh, Vegas has an implied run total at three point nine three, which is 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 definitely nice to see on this slate. Uh, it's there's no like run totals that are super low that make you that kind of jump off off the page. And uh, the Twins are a team that can strike out a ton. Charlie Martin is a guy too. Before he went on the DL, I mean, he was pitching really well. So this is a guy that I definitely want to. Uh, I'm going to look in the second half to kind of. Uh, you know, just take notice on and make sure to try and roster in good spots. I mean, this isn't the greatest spot, but uh, just, I mean, just listen to his, his K percentage this year. I mean, against righties, 21% and lefties, 29.2%. Uh, getting pretty good ground ball rates as well. This is a guy that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I don't know if I'm definitely going to, I don't know how much exposure I'll have them. I think I'll have a little bit. I don't know how much, but I think I'm going to have some exposure. To I mean, you got spot. so many righties that can hit in this lineup. That's the problem in Minnesota, you know, so the twins, the twins righties are guys you definitely have to be afraid of. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm a little worried about him, but I think he's a good tournament option, uh, especially at that pre at the price tag where you can get him. Uh, I, I, I would, I would definitely do that. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's a bad route to go. I don't know about you, Josh. You're not a big fan of it. No, I just, I feel like there's better spots to go. Like I said, I'm such a, big slate with so many options um I, if i feel like i'm reaching then I, I feel like you know if you feel like you're reaching at all if you feel like you're out of your comfort zone here um i feel like you could just go somewhere else just because you know it's not like we have six games here and we're like limited you know so i just i just don't think there's a lot of good cheap pitching anyways and if you want to fit in a really like like i don't know if you want to fit in a really expensive stack you are going to be stuck taking one of these cheap pitchers so i don't think it's a terrible idea but i i don't know i just figured i'd I don't think it's a bad route to go. And he's a guy that I'm probably going to be looking at in the second half of the year, uh, as this, as the year goes on. And I'm not, I, I don't mind it. I think it's a decent play. I'd rather go to guys like McCarthy or Clayton Richard. If I'm going to go into that tier. All right. Well, I have no interest in Clayton Richard. So we see next up on the talk about, talk about Clayton Richard for me. Cause I don't like him at all here in this spot. Well, you know, the thing is with Clayton Richard is that obviously, um, he's, like not a, a name that you would normally want to target here, but he does have a very good matchup here against San Francisco. These bats have not been anything to really fear, um, you know, particularly on, uh, you know, uh, in this season, you, you know, their numbers have been very low. And Clayton, they don't, Josh, they don't strike out though. I'm I, sorry. I know. I don't strike out. Okay. Like yeah. I understand. His strikeout upside is limited. I'm, I will give you that. That's what, that was my next point with that. You know, he's not the biggest strikeout pitcher. Like his, you know, K percentage, 14% to righties and 20% to lefties, both well below the league average. But Travis, this is where my interest comes in. His ground ball stuff is just super elite, man. 55% to righties and 75% to lefties, like 75% ground balls to lefties. You know what I mean? And not that the, you know, San Francisco has any really lefties we should be afraid of here uh, to begin with. But, like, it's it's still, like, I don't think that he, he'll come out and set the world on fire and strike out a ton of hitters. But what I do think could happen is he could have a very efficient outing, you know, especially with this park upgrade here, um, you know, at Petco. Like, I think that he could definitely come out and have a very solid outing and pay off his price tag on DraftKings at 6700 I don't think that's... Yeah, and I think, like... I guess if you're going for efficiency, I can understand it. Uh, again, like Giants are only at a 15.1 K percentage, so that's really frustrating. Just doesn't feel like there's enough upside for me to win a tournament. But again, if it helps you fit in the bats, I guess I can understand it. If he if he gets through and has just like a really efficient outing uh, and doesn't let runners on, like any base anyone on base, that can be helpful sometimes. Uh, I play a lot more Fanduel normally, so like normally like that is something I don't look for because like if base runners get on, it doesn't really matter. Uh, that doesn't help or hurt you. Uh, I mean. 
helps or hurts the pitch count, obviously, but it doesn't help or hurt you point-wise, but it does on other sites. So uh, I guess if he does have an efficient pitching game, I can understand it. But again, like uh, they just, I'd rather play Clay. Like I love the ground ball rate. That's great. Uh, his K percentage, you know, I think it could improve. I'm not in love with it, but it's just the Giants at a 15.1 K percentage. I'm not absolutely in love with that. Uh, so I do worry about the upside for him, but I get if he could, I get what you're saying. If he could go an efficient outing, there's a possibility to playing him, but I'm not in love with it still. And it, it's going to take all day for me to get on that play. I think it's going to take some work. But, yeah. And for, uh, 45% ground balls from these Giants bats too. And uh, just 30% fly balls. And, you know, those fly balls are not really a concern with the park upgrade in Petco is my point. You know, so uh, I don't I just I think it's a very he's a very safe play. And I think that on DraftKings, if you need uh, or fancy draft, if you need a cheap SP2, uh, I, I think that uh, I think that he's a good route to go. I think Clayton Richards definitely should be in the conversation. Not saying I'm in love with the play, but I don't I think it's a, I think he's very safe to not get shelled here. Uh, how about McCarthy? Any interest in McCarthy here in Miami? Eh, I'm not in love with McCarthy here. Uh, I just hate his, uh, the problem with McCarthy is like the pitch count. We never know how long he's going to go. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of him against a team like Miami. They're, they're like a good hitting team. I, I don't know. I can't do McCarthy today. I don't think, uh, maybe if, maybe if it's like a really good umpire again, I could see the point in doing it, but I just don't think it's, it's the right play for me. I'd rather play Charlie Morton if I'm being honest. Yeah, seventy four hundred on Fanduel. That's a pass for me on McCarthy, but sixty nine hundred on DraftKings puts him in the conversation for, you know, as an SP two option. Um, so I think that you know he's definitely worth looking at. But I, I you know, with thirty pitchers on the slate, I think that you, you could do better. I would rather go with a guy like Clayton Richard. I just feel like there's more, more of a safety net there. Um, how about uh, Kevin Gaussman here? Because I know that you were talking about before the break. You were talking about how he has some good stuff and that you know Minnesota was not the game to target him. Which you were, you know, we ended up being right about. We agreed on that. But uh, if you looked at those games before that, man, against Cleveland, against Toronto, against Tampa Bay, he really put out good, solid performances here. So, um, you know, Minnesota wasn't the spot. You know, are, are the Cubs going to be the spot here at home? Uh, man, I'm a little worried about this. Uh, I don't know because I think Gaussman has upside, right? Uh, I totally think that, that's, that he has upside. He's a guy like a lot of these pitchers are guys. It's like it, I, I'm having trouble being like, yeah, I can get behind them and they're really good plays. There's just more of like tournament darts that I'm going to play a little bit of. And I understand that there's risk and that's it. Uh, I, I, the Cubs, man, like they're, they're going to, I think they're going to have a way better second half than they did first half. Right. So I expect some like positive regression coming for them. Uh, so this is a team that is going to be in a good ballpark in Baltimore. Uh, you have to keep that in mind. The weather, I'll pull up the weather now and let me see, cause it's raining out here on the East coast. Um, it looks like Kevin Roth has it at yellow right now. So, uh, you know, that could also put Kevin Gaussman out of play if the weather is bad. But it's going to be like 87 degrees. I mean, that's pretty hot. Uh, dew point's going to be high. Uh, humidity is going to be high. I, I don't know. I'm not absolutely in love with Gaussman in this spot. Uh, it's He's going to be tough for me to back here. I might throw him in as like a dart or two just because of the upside he can have, especially if he has like a good pitchers umpire uh that that's gonna be something i think i look for a lot today is seeing if there's any good pitchers umpires around here with some of these cheap guys that maybe give them an extra bump over over the rest but uh i don't know what about you for gaussman what do you think about him pass pass on the slate for me i mean 30 pitching options gaussman you know gaussman you know with the the downgrade of being in that hitters park going against the team uh you know a team that can hit 
uh, that can hit well, you know, because we, uh, you know, we've seen the Cubs when they get hot, they can hit really well. And um, I think that, you know, it depends on the lineup they roll out because we do see some ugly lineups from the Cubs. So if the lineup is something that's super weak, uh, maybe, maybe I'll have like a little bit of interest in him, but I just, it's, it's tough because I feel like I'd be really reaching, like I said, to, uh, to get him into my lineups. The thing is like his jump in his K percentage, man, has been insane. Like over the last month, like, all right, like I'll tell you his season, like, like last season numbers, right? His strikeout percentage is 21.5% to righties, 21.1 to lefties. Right. And then the last month it's jumped up to 34.3% to righties and 25% to lefties. So like you know like his, he had like a major jump in the last month in the strikeout rate. So I don't know what he's doing different, and I tried to find you know reasons to justify it, and I couldn't really find any. Uh, it could be that you know the matchups that he had, they just kind of like uh, you know the, the bats just didn't work. I mean, I didn't look at the lineups that he went against either. Um, the lineups were weaker, but you know it was against Toronto, who you know strikes out a lot. Cleveland could strikes out a ton, and no one ever like really looks at that, but they do strike out a ton. Uh, Tampa Bay obviously strikes out a ton, so I mean. Those are those are teams that strike out that he went against. So, uh, you know, Chicago doesn't have as much of a, you know, they strike out twenty four point seven percent to righty. So yeah, uh, they do strike out too, I guess. But just uh, I don't know. It's just like a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird matchup for me. I'm just not a huge Gaussman fan to begin with, and I, I just don't believe that these strikeouts are real. Like the, you know, like this jump and strike. I think we're gonna see some regression, and I just don't want to be the guy that has him on my roster chasing those few games he had. Uh, hoping that, you know, <laughs> hoping that he stays hot here, especially when we have 30 pitching options on the slate, as I said. Um, so that's that's pretty much where I stand. I think I'm just going to have to pass and just wait and see. If he throws a great game against the Cubs and, like, strikes out a ton of batters again, then, yeah, I mean, I guess we could be interested, you know, stay interested. But by then his price will probably jump up. So uh, it's just it's one of those weird it's one of those weird spots to be in when you're looking at a guy and being like, okay, like, is this a spot he's going to regress or is this a spot where he's going to keep this streak going that he has, you know, so. Um, I don't know where where do you like where do you stand like for real, Travis? Here, like, are you gonna do you have like like okay, you're building ten lineups. Do you have a Gossman lineup in there? Um, if there's no weather, I think I'll have one. Um, but that's that's it. it, it I'm probably on a two pitcher site too, not on a one pitcher. I think on a one pitcher, I'll probably I might end up passing, but I I don't know for sure. Uh, let me look at his. There's another guy in the slate. I want to see his price tag. And I could say for sure this is the most I've ever talked about Kevin Gossman in my like six years of DFS here. So yeah, uh, just want to mention because Jordan Montgomery he's pitching instead of uh, Michael Pineda. I don't know if you saw that news drop right before we started recording, but Jordan Montgomery he's only six point five k. I don't love the matchup against Boston, right? I really don't. But. Um, I just figured I'd mention that he's in this like ton of price tier too. What are you going to do with him at 6.5 K? And like I said, I think I'll play Kevin Gaussman more so on two pitcher sites. And it's mainly like, like on a site like fantasy draft, right? Like it's mainly because it's going to help me get in the big, get in the big bats. Right. Uh, we talk about some of these like pitchers on this slate. It, I thought there was going to be like a ton of aces, like to start out the all-star break. And that's not the case. So some of these pitchers, I'm just not a huge fan of towards the top and they come with some risk and come with not as much upside as you would expect. And that's why I don't think going to these cheaper pitchers is a terrible idea. If it gets you the bats, that's mainly the reason to play these cheaper pitchers. For yeah. Me. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so, so like basically the way that I say we'd handle Gossman is like, I'm probably not that interested, but like if you, I think you can make a case to play him in a tournament lineup where you could, if you could really get some big bats that you really want to get in there, I think you can make him your second option on a site like DraftKings. But 
Yeah, but I mean, other than that, like, not super interested. Uh, how about Dan Straley here against the Dodgers? Any interest there? Nope, just pass. I mean, five yeah. pitcher against a good Dodgers team. There's no, it's a, that's a pass. Uh, any interest in Aaron Sanchez here in Detroit against the Tigers? No, not not really against the Tigers. How about you? No, nah, I'm gonna pass on that too. I don't think we need to go too deep into that. Uh, now here's an interesting one. We got Jose Barrios. Now on FanDuel, he's definitely a pass for me because you're not, you know, he's he's expensive. He's nine point two. He's the third most expensive pitcher there. But we're getting him at that that Houston discount, you know, because he's going against the Astros. We get him at a huge discount on DraftKings at uh, seventy three hundred, which is just like seems too cheap for a guy that has huge massive strikeout upside. Uh, you know, he's thrown one game against Houston this season. He went five innings, gave up four runs, struck out five. So the strikeouts, you know, he was averaging a strikeout per inning against them in the last matchup. So, uh, you know, we know that he has the strikeout upside. Now, Houston, not that high of a strikeout rate. I believe it's somewhere around 17%. Let me check. Uh, against righties. Uh, yeah, 17.2% strike against righties. So they do strike out, just not a ton. And they do have a massive Woba 369, massive ISO 215. So they get hit. Like, no one's ever going to question that. But Barrios could also strike out a lot of hitters. And 27.2% strikeout rate to righties this season, 48% ground ball rate. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, definitely a hard pass on FanDuel since he's the third most expensive pitcher there. But on DraftKings at seventy three hundred, it seems like they really ran with that, you know, that you know, discount guys in, in tough matchups kind of situation. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have some tournament interest here in Barrios as my SP two. How about you, Travis? Have fun, man, because uh, the Astros are good. Uh, there's no way. I'm just not, 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 not touching it. Uh, I, I haven't played the Astros enough this year. Uh, definitely been a victim of that. And I, I'm. Not saying I'm gonna stack them here, but man, like the Astros, they did me well on the uh, last, you know, on Sundays. They scored 18 runs, dude. 18 runs. Uh, I just think it's a mistake to go like, to pick these Astros against like anyone at this point right now. They are like the best team, like hitting team in baseball right now. I'm just not gonna take most pitchers against them. And Barrios, I don't care about the price decrease. I, I I think there's better guys you can take in this price tier uh, that may be a little higher, too, that just have higher upside that I'd rather take instead. So uh, for only a little bit more, I would rather uh, pay up a little bit to instead of going Barrios. I get the price decrease on a, on a site like DraftKings specifically. I understand that uh, on Fantasy Draft, he's he's even cheap, too. He's only 14.4K. But I just think there's other guys that I'd rather just pay a little bit up more for that I feel more confident in. All right. Well, I mean, like I said, it's just more of a site-specific play. If you need to roster two pitchers, then you get them a huge discount. I'll put it this way. If I'm building 10 lineups, I'll probably have, like, one that has Barrios in there as my SP2 uh, just because of that, you know, trying to get value out of that price tag. I think there's some profit potential there, even though the matchup is difficult. Uh, we'll move up to Pomerantz, a guy that I'm normally interested in. You know, I love him in real life, and he's pretty cheap on DraftKings and FanDraft. But uh, over on FanDuel... Uh, they don't like to price him down. He's 8,600. So definitely, you know, on, on the slate, it's definitely going to be a pass for me. I just you know these Yankee bats get hit. You know, they get hit lefties really well. And, uh, you know, I'm just not – I don't want to – I don't feel comfortable rolling Pomerantz out there against, like, Gary the Goat and, like, Judge. And, you know, these guys get hit. So I think I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on Pomerantz. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I'll pass on Pomerantz here. Uh, not not a, not a big fan of him. Uh, I want to go over to Zach Davies, though. I think he's an interesting option against the Phillies offense. Uh, I get it's like a good hitter's park in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, maybe some of these Philly lefties will be able to, you know, hit, hit some power out on him. I could get that. But, uh, you know, there's just a lot of strikeout upside with the Phillies. Uh, so I think Zach Davies is a really interesting tournament option for cheap. 
Uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm a big fan of it. I mean, just think about this. Like, I know Davies, the strikeout upside isn't really there. Like, it's 14.2% and 14.8% against righties and lefties. I understand that. But the Phillies strike out a ton, 22.7%. Like, that's just really high. And I know Zach Davies, uh, he can have himself a game sometimes. So I think this is a spot where he could. Uh, and I think he's a decent tournament option to look at. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather go with, like, Clayton Richard. If I'm going to go with the guy who's going to pitch for efficiency and, and – um you know, I know that he has more strikeout upside Davies here against Philly um, than Clayton Richard would have against San Francisco. But, I mean, the guy threw seven innings, by the way. Just like side note, he threw seven shutout innings in SunTrust against Atlanta and didn't strike out any hitters. He had no strikeouts in that game. Like, it's absolutely insane. I mean, he got ground balls from almost half the hitters that he faced, you know, so that was that was probably pretty good for him. But, um, but like, seven innings and no strikeouts, man. Like, that's just, like... The story of Zach Davies, he just doesn't have that strikeout. If you look down his log, too, he has lots of games with one strikeout, you know, two strikeouts, three strikeouts. Like, he doesn't have that strikeout upside. I mean, granted, maybe he'll get a little boost against Philly, who strikes out. Um, but, uh, you know, he also has that, uh, you know, that park downgrade in Milwaukee. He's in, the, he's in a hitter's park, and Philly does have a lot of pop in their bats, even though they strike out a ton. They still hit the ball uh, for power really well. So if he gives up, you know, if he does, he's, if he's not striking hitters out and he's pitching for contact, he could get himself into trouble pretty quickly. I think so. I'll pass on Davies here, even though I think there's merit to the play. I'd rather like, like I said, I'd rather go with a guy like Clayton Richard if if we're looking for efficiency here. Yeah, I can see the argument that just because you get a price saving Sue helps you get in some more bats. So I can understand that as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move to Mike Montgomery. And any, any interest here against Baltimore? Nah, I know like Baltimore can struggle to hit lefties sometimes, but I, I don't know. Mike Montgomery's a pass for me. I'm not going to bother with him in that spot. And like, there's probably going to be bad rain in that game, and the East Coast is going to get hit with rain, so I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I'll pass there too. Um, now here's an interesting option. Uh, here's a guy that, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he actually chases ghosts in real life. Just a little side note. He's like a ghostbuster or something. I don't know. It's really funny. You should definitely look into it and, and have a little laugh if you look at some of the articles about it. But uh, I've got John Gray coming back, man. And, you know, John Gray is a guy with strikeout upside, kind of plagued with the fact that he's on the Rockies and has to pitch at cores, you know, um, at home a lot. So, uh, but, you know, the strikeout upside certainly there. Uh, if you look at last season, striker rate, 26.4% to righties, 24.7% to lefties. This season, you know, wasted no time coming in, 36% strikeout uh, to righties here. So uh, definitely definitely a guy that has strikeout upside. The only, the only problem is this matchup here uh, against the Mets, you know. Now, the Mets are a team that earlier in the season, you just, you just didn't take righties against them, right? Because they were absolutely mashing righties. But now we've seen a drop, like a, a significant drop, too. If you look at these season numbers now, their ISO against right is just 164, and their Woba just 303, and their strikeout rate's still low at 14.2%. They don't strike out a ton, and they, but they also don't walk at 3.9% walk rate. You know, very aggressive hitters on this team. And just looking at the lineup, you can see why. you got like Conforto, Cabrera, Cespedes, Bruce, you know, Duda. These are all guys that, you know, they go up there swinging. So, uh, you know, if they're going up there swinging and John Gray, you know, gets you know misses bats and he's throwing well i think that he could have a nice upside performance here and, and kind of get back to his uh his strikeout ways and the fact that it's in city field certainly helps because you know he uh, he gets to be away from cores and uh you know last year his splits were enormous you know away from you know home and away splits were enormous because pitching in cores obviously is, is uh, not good for pitchers so i don't know uh is there any interest here in john gray for you travis 
Um, no, so the weather looks really bad there. So that's something I'm definitely concerned about. If I'm not worrying about weather at all, say it's going to be a nice game anyways, uh, I'm not in love with it against the Mets here. I think there is some upside, uh, for that price tag. So I think he's a guy you can consider in tournaments, but, uh, I'm not totally in love with it. I kind of think I'd rather play, uh, I'd rather go to Jacob, Jake Faria. I think Jake Faria, I know the angels don't strike out a ton. I get that, but Jake Faria has got some like pretty talented stuff. Uh, I am kind of interested in him a little bit. I think he's a guy to consider and, uh, even Sonny gray. Uh, I'd rather go to the other gray. I think I get Cleveland's a scary offense, but I think it's Sonny gray has just been so efficient this year. Really, really good. Uh, and, I think so. I'd rather play Sonny Gray instead over John Gray. I get it though. Like oh, every, all these pitchers, man, there's always something to be a little bit concerned about, uh, which has me really annoyed about this slate. Like there's no like smash pitcher. I feel like on this slate, but uh, Sonny Gray is a guy I like as a good tournament option. I think I'd rather play him in this price tier. If I had to pick between like uh, around this, around this, this uh, price tag. Yeah. Let's talk about Fario for a second, man. This, this kid's the truth. I'm a huge fan. Of, I'm a big Jake Faria truther, man. Like, this kid has incredible stuff. And uh, like you said, the matchup against the Angels, they're, they're, you know, they don't strike out a ton. But uh, I think that, like, they also don't, you know, just really smash the ball either offensively. So I think that Faria could have a great performance here. 8,500 on FanDuel I don't think is a terrible option um, in tournaments. You know, if you're looking for a differential play that has upside, I think that Faria is a guy. He doesn't have a picture yet on FanDuel man. <laughs> like, they got to they get this kid a picture. Uh, he's just, he's, he's really got some good stuff and I love watching him, you know, like real life pitcher wise, but also DFS purposes, uh, has that strikeout upside. So, uh, certainly interest in Jake Faria and Sonny Gray, as you mentioned, you know, that I'm also a huge Sonny Gray guy too. Love watching him pitch, uh, in real life too. The kid just like switches up, you know, his, his, uh, he switches up his speeds well, hits his spots well. Uh, sometimes, you know, he goes out there, he pitches. Here's the thing. It's like everyone talks about, oh, well, he's not a big strikeout pitcher, which which is true, and he hasn't been throughout his career. He does pitch for contact and for efficiency. He gets a ton of, you know, ton of ground balls. But, um, but he's been, like, he's been hitting his spots differently this season, and he's been, like, throwing – Throwing certain like I like I've seen him throw like breaking balls behind in the count, trying to get swinging strikes and stuff. Like he's, I think he, I think that he, he's looking to be more of a dominant pitcher this season, and it definitely shows in the numbers. Like twenty four point seven percent strikeout rate to righties now drops down to twenty one percent against lefties, but those ground balls are still solid at fifty four percent against righties, fifty seven versus lefties, and uh, you know going against a Cleveland team that no one gives a lot of credit for how much they strike out against righties. You don't really hear a lot of people talk about it. You know, he has the strikeout upside, I think, and I think he'll throw in a fishing game, but uh, I definitely have some interest in him here for sure. I'll definitely have interest in Sonny Gray. Not my top option, but, you know, probably in my top five on this slate. Uh, how about any interest here in, uh, in, in Nick Pavetta? He, you know, he was the guy we were picking on and then, you know, slowly but surely started having some good outings. And um, now it's kind of like, you know, if you look at his game log, you see a mixture of just garbage games and then like pretty solid games. So where do you stand on Pavetta here? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how he's doing it, what he's doing. I know his K percentage against both sides of the plate is around twenty four percent. I don't know, man. I get it. It's Milwaukee; they can strike out. I, I, I've missed the boat on Pavetta. Anyone who's been playing him, I'm not going to jump in now. Sorry for eighty four hundred. I'd rather just uh, like on DraftKings for eighty four. I'd rather just play Sonny Gray. Like just, just plain and simple. Uh, I'm not going to be playing Pavetta, and uh, that that Brewers offense can be scary. So I'm going to stay away from that. Those lefties could really probably get a hold of them. You know, the Eric Thames, the uh, 
the Travis Shaw's like the, there's there's guys in this lineup that can really beat him up. So I'm just gonna stay away from it. Okay. Uh, now we uh, we have the reemergence here of Justin Verlander. Uh, you know he came back and threw a couple of really good games, and then you know got shelled against uh, against Cleveland, and then he came back again against Cleveland and threw well a week later. So uh, I don't know, like where do you stand on Justin Verlander? For me, like he's a guy that you know is clearly past his prime, and we've seen those fly balls go up over the years, and um, you know Toronto is a team that can really hurt you if you're if you're uh, if you're letting them, you know, put the ball in the air. So I think that I think at this at these price tags all across the industry, I'm going to fade Verlander. How about you, Travis? Yeah, same with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about a guy that I know that you already have some biases against? You strongly dislike him. It's like a roller coaster every time you roster this guy, but uh, but he definitely has some upside. How about Garrett Cole here? Yeah, ugh, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Uh, I, I, I've i actually picked my spots pretty decently with him. Like, I have rostered him sometimes. Uh, so here's the thing with uh, Garrett Cole, right? Uh, he's not the best, but against, like, a team that's, you know, a lot of righties in uh, a lot of righties in uh, St. Louis, I could understand maybe playing him, like, with the ISO. You know, they only have an ISO, uh, the Cardinals of uh, – Point one five three um, against uh, like you know guy like Eric Cole the righties like this is a good spot I think uh, not a good spot for him it's not a bad spot for him I wish he was cheaper I could understand having some upside there with him and it's in a good ballpark for pitching uh, I think that you can make arguments to play him you can make arguments not to play him ultimately I don't think he'll make the cut for me uh, I think that's how it's going to kind of work out with him I just think I'd rather go to other options instead there's I can just play Johnny Cueto for 400 more dollars. So why am I just not doing that? Right. Uh, against a San Diego team that, uh, still, I mean, I get, they've been a little better recently, but, uh, in a good ballpark like San Diego for pitching, uh, I, I just rather would go up to Cueto. I think if I had to pick, but, uh, I think you could argue either way with Garrett Cole and I'm my, my thought process is just that there's better options. I can go below to Sunny gray. I can go up to Johnny Cueto. I'd rather just do that. If I had to pick, that's actually, that's an interesting, uh, interesting spot here for Cueto a uh, guy who's just been kind of like up and down this season not really like the Cueto that we're used to seeing but this matchup man like the you know San Diego striking out 27% against righties here now Cueto strikeout rates below the league average both to, you know 20% even both to righties and lefty this season um you know, his ground balls have been down against lefties. You know, his fly balls haven't been that high, so it's not really that much of a concern. But his walk rate to righties, that's what's really been hurting him this season. He's, he's walking a lot of hitters. 10% walk rate against righties. So uh, what can neutralize that is that the San Diego team doesn't walk a ton. You know, 4.6% walk rate to righties. Uh, and, you know, we obviously have that park upgrade in Petco, so that's definitely a, a good good spot for Cueto in that regard. Um, but... I don't, he's just not like you know. If this was Johnny Cueto two seasons ago at the eight nine hundred on DraftKings, like you lock him in, right? And even nine K on FanDuel. But for uh, you know, for the Johnny Cueto we've been seeing, like you know, he has negative point dump downside now. Like you know, that's something to keep in mind. Like he could go out there and he could get he could get shelled, or he could walk a ton of hitters and get in trouble. I don't want to pay top dollar for a guy who's going to get me single digits. You know. So that's like it's kind of it's a weird spot to be in. I know that the matchup is great and the park uh, the park boost is great, but it's that price tag that's kind of keeping me away. Uh, you, are you? Do you have a ton of interest in Cueto, or you're just saying that you'd rather go Cueto over Cole? I mean, I don't hate him at that tag, right? Like, I mean, we're we're talking about this price tier, right? Like, I mean, he's just like the better the better option. Right? Like, would you rather pay like that extra six hundred dollars and go Gio Gonzalez against Cincinnati? 
I don't think I would. Uh, I just think it's a, not a bad spot for Johnny Cueto uh, for 8,900. I think it's a spot that you can take advantage of him, and I, I don't mind him on this slate. Uh, I'm not in love with him, right? Uh, but I don't mind him. He's a guy that I will have some interest in. I'll probably play on some tournament teams. I get Cueto hasn't been as good this year, but like the Padres can strike, they strike out so much against right-handed pitching. Uh, and Johnny Cueto can, he can have a big game, right? He's a guy who they can pitch well. Uh, I just don't think it's crazy to be playing Cueto. Uh, I would, I would want to get exposure to him on this slate. I don't think he's even a bad cash game option uh, on a two pitcher site, one pitcher site. Uh, I don't know if I'll go there. I think he's in the conversation, but I, I, I I'm not in totally in love with him. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned Gio Gonzalez here against Cincinnati. Um, are you going to be playing any Gio Gonzalez on the slate? Uh, probably not. Uh, it's it's tough, right? Like, I actually don't mind rostering Gio, but it, it gets a team like Cincinnati, man. Like, uh, Cincinnati has been a pretty good hitting team this year. So, uh, but, but, like, just Gio's game logs, like, I'll just read you them. This is since... Uh, since uh we'll go since may 14th that's just a, that's a pretty big sample 36 20 this is FanDuel. 36 20 points 34 points 38 37 46 40 46 43 49 31 like that's pretty insane uh he just like it just seems like he doesn't blow you up. So I can understand playing him in your cash games because he just seems like he's not going to blow you up, but I'm not in love with it in a matchup against the, uh, against the uh, Reds. Maybe I'll get a little bit of exposure, but I, I have much more, I'd have much more exposure to Cueto here. Yeah. Uh, side note, we just got an update here um, that uh, Gerchuk has been paced on the 10 day DL and uh, they recalled up Jose Martinez. So just something to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, so Here's what's interesting. Have you seen these numbers against lefties for uh, for Cincinnati? Like, have you seen their team? 424 Woba, 325 ISO, and only a 14.6% walk, uh, strikeout rate, 7.3% walk rate. Like, you know, they're hitting lefties really well, man. Yeah, and they have a lot of guys. Who can, I mean, Cozart can smash the ball, Duvall, Suarez. Uh, you know, Vado can hit anyone. Uh, Billy Hamilton. It's just this is not a this is not the right spot. Like Billy Hamilton could easily get walked the first step bat because Gio could not have have a good control. So, uh, and then you know, Cozart comes on, hits a uh, you know he could hit a double in the gap, and Billy Hamilton's home scores up from first, and then it's one nothing. Right? That could easily happen to start out the game. Uh, I just don't want to take a risk that much with Gio today. I, if he fits my last spot as I'm building a team and fits it perfectly, maybe I could see doing it. Uh, but I, I'm not in love with it. Yeah, the 424 Woba against lefties, man, incredible. And the ISO almost doubles against lefties, so definitely something to, to – and, you know, in Cincinnati, which is a hitter's park, uh, you know, we can see some balls flying around here in this game, so definitely no interest in Geo with this price tag for me either. Uh, now i got James Paxton. You know, James Paxton's on the slate here going against the White Sox. Now, uh, you know, the White Sox are a team that we usually target uh, righties against, right? Like they're a team that um, – Strikes out a ton against righties this season. Uh, 21.1% now is that number against righties. So it's not as high as you'd think. I think they, they've kind of uh, – we saw some positive regression for them in the strikeout rates. But, you know, against a lefty, uh, there's a lot of guys on this team that hit lefties well. You got, you know, Miguel Cabrera, Abreu, you know, smashes lefties. Frazier smashes lefties. Garcia smashes lefties. Davidson smashes lefties. Like, you know, it's, it's, not, it's definitely not by any means an easy spot for Paxton. But we've seen Paxton's like reverse splits against righties this season. Twenty-eight two percent strikeout rate against righties. Um, is this? But you know you, you're going to have to pay top dollar if you want Paxton. So that's the thing. Like he's the same. You know he's the same price here. He's the what the third the third highest priced pitcher on Fanduel and on DraftKings. He's the third highest priced pitcher. 
So, um, any interest here in Paxton, Travis? Oh, yeah. I love Paxton here. I mean, 28.2% K percentage against righties. Uh, there'll be a bunch of righties in that lineup for the uh, White Sox. So, I love that a ton. And I, I get you say you have to pay top dollar for him. I mean, he's only 9.9. .9. Like, uh, it's not like you're paying an expensive price. At. Like, I'm not paying that 11.8K uh, on DraftKings or 12.1 uh, on uh, DraftKings for Carrasco. Like, I just don't want to pay that price tag. Uh, I, I, if I have to pick, I'll probably end up going Carrasco. I think DeGrom's going to have some weather issues. Uh, I know DeGrom can have some K upside, but I don't know. I'd rather probably go up to uh, Carrasco maybe in this spot. But I just think it's easy just to go James Paxton instead. I think it's like really simple, really easy. On FanDuel, it's more of a conversation. Do you pay 9-2 for Paxton or do you go Carrasco for 9,500 or Jacob DeGrom for 10,900. Uh, there's more of a conversation over there, but like, I, I love Paxton and I think this is a great spot for him. And I think, uh, I think I'm definitely going to have a lot of exposure to him on this slate. You don't have any interest in, uh, in Carrasco here? No, I, I do. Um, do you, do you know, do you know Oakland strikeout rate against Rays this season? Yeah, it's high. I get it. It's um, 32%. <laughs> he's super expensive though. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't know if I want to pay that price tag. Like I'm, I'd rather just get my shares on FanDuel like, or let me look at fantasy draft real quick. Maybe I can get exposure to him there. Uh, fantasy draft. He's expensive. Crasco is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, uh, 23,600. I get it. Like if he fits, like if he fits with like a cheap stack that I have, I'm not going to argue against it. All right. But, I don't know. Like for me, if I have, if you're telling me Carrasco or DeGrom, I'm going Carrasco. Uh, that's just what I'm going to do on this slate. But uh, I'm not, I'm not absolutely in love with it on two pitcher sites because it looks like he's super priced up. So uh, like if I could get a Carrasco Paxton team that fits for my cash game, sure. I'll do that. Like I, I do have interest in him, but I don't know if I'll be able to have that. That's not, that's, it's not going to happen. Not at these price tags, but, but here's the thing, Travis, this is where like roster construction comes into play on these two pitcher sites this is where price you know i wrote a whole article about this a few years ago on rotor grinders like salary consolidation is something that you should definitely be looking at when you have to pick two players at the same position like this and uh you know like so if i go with the guy like carrasco i could kind of balance off that uh high price tag with going with a guy like clayton richard or going with a guy uh you know like that's cheaper you know um like you said you had some interest in uh in Charlie Morton, you know, like you could go with a guy like that, you know, you could and, and kind of balance it off. And, you know, the problem is we don't have a lot of cheap pitchers on the slate that are like, you know, standout-ish to where it's like, okay, I feel comfortable rostering this guy. For me, Clayton Richards is the only guy I feel comfortable rostering um, at the price tag below 7K on DraftKings, uh, you know, or uh, below uh, 15K on Fantasy Draft. But, um, but yeah, I think that if I'm going to play Carrasco and get this massive upside, uh, I could pair him with a guy like Kenny Richard and get that efficiency out of it and consolidate those price tags. So I wouldn't hate doing something like that. You're not going to get a Carrasco to Grom team. You're not going to get a Carrasco Paxton team that you feel comfortable with with the bats. You know, it's just not going to happen on this slate. But um, uh, you might be able to in cash in cash games. You might. You think so? I think you pull it off. Yeah, I think you can pull it off. Mm. There's there's going to be ways to do it. I think, but uh, and we don't. I don't know. There's not a lot of hitting environments that I'm like absolutely in love with. I feel like I need to mash in. So I don't know. I'm, I think you could pull it off, but um, I don't know. I, I disagree that not saying like uh, Paxton can, like, I think Paxton just is just, just, just as much upside as Carrasco in this spot. Oh, uh, wow. Could, That's a bold statement. I mean, he could. I mean, he's Paxton's a guy who when do when he's on, he's on. Um, I get it. Same with Carrasco. Right. But uh, I am definitely a little concerned. Vegas is definitely concerned too about the whole, uh, you know, uh, the Indians versus the uh, versus the A's. I mean, 
they're definitely down on uh, Cleveland right now. They're the reverse for the reverse line movement. You know, they're not they're not high on the uh, Indians. Their run totals down point uh, four. Uh, the A's run total is down point one. So I don't know, man. I'm definitely I like I said I like Carrasco, but I'm a little worried, and I'm gonna be uh, I'm I, gonna be treading lightly. If, and if I told you I have a right-handed pitcher who has a thirty percent strikeout rate. Going against a team that strikes out a thirty-two point one percent rate to righties, and he gets a park upgrade being in Oakland, you're not going to be interested in him. I've said I'm interested, Josh. I'm interested. I'm in, I am interested, right? But I'm not totally like this. Is not like for me. It's not a smash spot like it sounds like to you. I'm locking. I'm, I'm locking him in. I'm locking Carrasco in. He's okay. My, like he's go ahead. I'm just. I think there's reasons to tread lightly, and I'm going to tread lightly. That's all. Uh, like I said, I I, I said to you. I think I can make Carrasco and and Paxton work in my cat two in my two pitcher site cash games. I think I can, and if I can, I'm going to do it. But uh, I don't know if I definitely will be able to. Um, I also think in tournaments, going Sunny Gray is more interesting, like for cheaper. That's all. Um, I, I do like I that. Know. I like Sunny Gray. I think that he's a so, good option. Yeah. I don't know. This like this, just to sum up this whole pitching slate. There's not that many great options after the All Star break, which is really shocking. Um, but I think like the best way to sum this up is there are issues with a lot of these different pitchers. Um, and we need to talk about DeGrom a ton. If the weather's fine, I mean, DeGrom could absolutely smash uh, the Rockies. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about them him for a little bit before we move on. But um, hang on, I'm pulling it up now, the numbers. Yeah, so against like right-handed pitching, DeGrom has a 31.0K uh, percentage against lefties, 246 uh, and you know the Rockies can strike out a ton with the current lineup we have right now. They're at a 21.1% K percentage. I think the Grom is like a guy that everyone's going to worry about the weather all day and just say, oh, they're done with him. They don't want to worry about him. But if you can fit him in his team, and Ross says it's like a good to go uh, game for pitching, I would play the Grom in tournaments for low ownership. I think that's the way to go with it. Yeah, if the weather holds up, you know he does have a good matchup against Colorado. They do strike out at a decent rate against righties, and as you said. Um, you know, Degrom always is, you know has that strikeout upside, and he also has complete game upside, which is good too. And I think against the Rockies, uh, he could definitely put up a monster performance. But uh, the weather is concerning for me, and uh, you know his price tag is definitely up there. I think on Fanduel, like you said, it's more of a conversation. On DraftKings, uh, I'd rather just go up to Carrasco for three hundred more. And uh, get that clear, you know, not, not, not having to worry about weather. And uh, he definitely definitely has a better matchup than DeGrom going against Oakland as far as strikeouts are concerned. So, um, so yeah, so I, I agree with that. I think that if the weather shows that it's cleared up and you feel like the ownership's going to be super low on, on a 15-game slate, uh, yeah, you can lock DeGrom in there in some tournament lineups for sure. Uh, so why don't we do this, Travis, just to sum it up. Why don't we do a, your favorite top top tier, by you know, going by pricing, favorite top tier pitcher, mid-tier pitcher, and bottom tier pitcher. Um, is Paxton considered the mid tier or no? Uh, we'll make the. We'll go by like uh, the, I guess nine k and above. We've got thirty pitchers, right? So what we'll do is we'll do yeah we'll yeah we'll do nine k and above, and then we'll do the mid tier, and then and then the low tier will be anything below seven k. Right, Paxton's my top tier pitcher. Uh, then my mid tier pitcher is going to be Sonny Gray, and my low tier pitcher will be uh, Charlie Morton. Okay, I'll go with. Carrasco as my top tier, Sonny Gray as my mid tier. I'll agree with you on that, and I will go Clayton Richard as my favorite bottom tier. So that's where we're at in pitching. Then, um, lots of options. So definitely something to look at. And you know, like I said, that price special on Barrios. I know you're not on board with that, but I think on DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft, worth a look in tournament lineups. Um, but yeah, so for sure, definitely love Carrasco. Travis loves Paxton. We both agree on Sonny Gray, and you said Morton as your favorite bottom tier. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I got and I got Clayton Richard as my bottom tier. All right, so let's move on now. We've lots of pitching to cover there, so uh, hope we gave you guys a you know some kind of perspective on where you should be looking, uh, where we think you should be looking. Um, so let's move on now to to, to the bats. Now uh, our, on our sponsor site, Fantasy Draft, you don't have to roster catchers, but what we're gonna do is still go by position by position because uh, you know, we know that you know we've got some good feedback on that format, so we're gonna continue doing that for you guys. Uh, let's start with, with catcher. You know, uh, it's going to be tough on this slate because they're, you know, we we like to look for cheap options and correlate options at catcher and try to find that cheap home run. But there's some uh, there's some higher priced catchers here on this slate that are definitely worth a look. So uh, let's start with catcher. Travis, kick us off here at catcher. Where are you looking? Yeah, so there's a lot of high price, uh, high tier guys. I think I have interest in uh, Gary Sanchez against Drew Pomerantz. I love him. Uh, I think Salvador Perez against the lefty. You have to have interest in him as well. Don't mind. Don't mind going to him. Uh, Buster Posey against lefty. Clayton Richard. Love him. I think he's a really good price tag for 3K on Fanduel. He's a guy I'm gonna have interest in. Russell Martin, if he's batting second against Verlander, he's a guy I'm gonna I'm gonna have a ton of interest in as well. Uh, and so, yeah, at the top tier, there's a lot of guys I like that I think I'll have interest in. And then for the low tier, it's more so I'm just going to look for, uh, you know, the cheap guys in the lineup that get good lineup bumps. So it's something I'm going to kind of wait on and uh, see what happens. So if you have any questions, if you if you want to ask later on in the day, uh, just hit me up on Twitter and say, hey, uh, you know, is there a cheap catcher you like uh, down here? Because I, I kind of have to wait and see what lineup bump we're going to get because there's not a ton that I uh, love right now at the moment. Also, Alex Avila, if he's yeah. batting second yep. against Aaron Sanchez. Uh, where you can get him cheap, like on Fanduel for twenty seven hundred. I know he's more expensive on other sites, but I love that as a nice price tag. Yeah, that's uh, you know, segues me that he's my favorite play, Alex Avila. Obviously, if I have the cap, I'm going to have interest in Gary the Goat, but um, he's just Avila just feels too cheap, you know, across the industry here. You know, two point seven on Fanduel and uh, on DraftKings, you could get him. I believe he's under four K over there, isn't he? Yeah, he's three point five K, so way too cheap over there too for you know if we're going by relative uh, salary cap. So. Um, I think I'm just going to have a ton of Avila. Um, I might have some interest in Grandal in tournaments just because I feel like he's been high-owned this whole season and hasn't really produced big. Um, and this is a spot where he can produce, and we might get him at low ownership on such a big slate. So uh, some interest in Grandal there. Um, and uh, I think, I'll, you know, Stephen Vaught's batting like, like sixth in this lineup here for the Brewers against Pavetta. Um, people might be scared to target bats against Pavetta because of his uh, the, the big performances he's put up, but uh, he's a guy who still could get shelled. You know what I mean? Like he could still he still could get hit. Like it's not like Pavetta, you know, did something and now he's like going to be an all star pitcher. He's still going to you know take his lumps here in the majors. So uh, Vaught's a lefty with with big upside and um, big power, and he's in, in a, a park gets that park upgrade in Milwaukee. So definitely tournament interest in Vaught. Um, but yeah, so for me, I'll, I'll probably um, have uh, the most interest in. Oh, and also we didn't mention. I don't know if you mentioned Wilson Ramos here against uh, Ricky Nolasco, but uh, you know he does get a park downgrade being in Los Angeles, but just so much pop in this guy's bat, and Nolasco gives up a ton of hard contact to righties. So Wilson Ramos, three point one K on DraftKings just feels too cheap, you know. And on uh, on Fanduel, you could get him for uh, a pretty decent. Price tag at two point eight. You know, on Fanduel, I'd rather go with Avila for a hundred cheaper. But on DraftKings, definitely some interest in Ramos. So yeah, so Avila will be my top play, um, and I don't mind Ramos. You know, right there behind him, uh, Stephen Vaught for tournaments, and uh, I definitely have some interest in Gary Sanchez if I have the cap. Uh, how about you, Travis? What's your who's your top play at catcher? 
Oh, yeah, it's uh, probably Avila, Posey, and Gary Sanchez, if I had to pick one. Those, those are three guys I'm going to key in on, I think, a lot, and I think they're really good plays. All right, we'll move on to first base, super lowered position. You know, since we have such a full slate here, uh, you know, there's just so many ways to go. And uh, I think, like I said, it's going to come down to where you're, you're uh, targeting your bats. Now, on a slate like this, like, you can have more one-offs than usual. I mean, I still think that you have you have to, like, stack and correlate in certain respects. But just because there's so many games, you have so many options, I don't think it would be a bad idea to mix it up a little bit here and, and maybe get take a few more one-offs than you normally would. Um, I have some interest here in Freddie Freeman, uh, who is first base eligible in DraftKings. Uh, I have some interest, you know, in him uh, against Taiwan Walker. Since they're in SunTrust, he gets that big uh, park boost, uh, which is definitely something to so to peak interest here. Um, you know, I, a lot of these other first basemen that I'm normally interested in are actually in tough spots. Uh, Logan Morrison is a guy that I think is definitely someone you should have interest in against Nolasco. Again, like I said, just like Ramos, uh, Nolasco gives up a ton of hard contact, so you want to have some interest in these raised bats. Uh, I don't mind some uh, some Eric Thames if you want to get some Milwaukee bats here in against Pavetta. Uh, like I said, as, as good as Pavetta's been, uh, Vegas really believes in these Milwaukee bats at home in this matchup. They have an implied run total, uh, five five 5.335 for their run total here, a team total. From Vegas, so you know they're expected to score some runs here, and I think that they could do it. Uh, the Boer, you know, Justin Boer certainly in play, and of course our boy Cody Ballinger is definitely in play once again. Um, but M- Mickey Cabrera, man, just seems super underpriced here on this slate. Three point three k on DraftKings, uh, just like for for Miguel Cabrera with his upside, and you know, in a good matchup at home. Uh, you know, on FanDuel, they got his price right, 3.8. I think that you could stay away from him over there and go somewhere else. But on DraftKings, for 3.3, man, it's going to be hard to pass up on Miggy for that price. So just for the profit potential of the price tag, I'm going to say Miggy is my top play at first base uh, on DraftKings. And on uh, over on FanDuel, uh, my top first base option will be... Uh, who are we going to go with at first base here? Uh, we'll say Logan Morrison's my top for 3.5 on FanDuel. I think that's also a great place. Uh, and I think Cody Bellinger at 3.6. I'd probably mix between the two of them on FanDuel. How about you, Travis? Who are your top plays? Yeah, so on uh, DraftKings, like Miguel Cabrera and Matt Carpenter, who's got 12 for 32 BVP with four home runs. So BVP truthers are going to be out screaming his name all day. Uh, I think they're both great options. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of interest in the two of them. Like Matt Carpenter, just like lefties against Garrett Cole can smash him. So I, I think Matt Carpenter is a good play. I, Miguel Cabrera for 3.3 is ridiculous. Just play him on DraftKings. Uh, he's, he's just way, way too cheap. So I will have interest in him. Uh, and if we're looking towards the top, uh, we didn't mention Justin Smoke. He's only 3,900. I think him against Verlander is interesting. And like even Logan Morrison for 4,100 is an interesting option too. Wouldn't mind him. Uh, but mainly towards the top, like I think Freddie Freeman against uh, Taiwan Walker. I think he's a really good play. Would have a ton of interest in him. You could slide him over at third base too if you want. And then even Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Paul Goatschmidt, the, the GOAT uh, against R.A. Dickey. Like, uh, I mean, just I always like just taking good hitters against R.A. Dickey. It normally results in really good, uh, really good results. So uh, I will definitely look look to roster him too towards the top. If I had to pick guys towards the top, and even like an Anthony Rizzo against a Gaussman, some of those lefties I'll have, I'd have some interest in against Gaussman. So I think he's not a terrible option. Over on Fanduel, I think I'll have some interest in like Eric Thames. He's a guy that I'll consider too for that price tag. Don't mind him uh, there. And uh, if Sam Travis, if he's you know he'll he's only twenty one hundred on Fanduel. If he's batting in a nice spot against a lefty in Jordan Montgomery. 
I could see going him for cheap, but I don't think you need to pay down on this slate, but it's just an idea if you're looking to pay all the way down. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, those are kind of all the first basemen I have interest in. All right, let's move on to second base. Travis, just like I'll let you kick us off, but before you do, just a quick side note. DraftKings is just like really gave us like super cheap price tags here on like as I'm going out, I'm looking at this. These these Detroit bats are just way too cheap, man. Like you get a really cheap stack of these Detroit bats on on DraftKings. It feels like there's a lot of profit potential. Like you know, second base now, like Kinsler's three point one K on DraftKings. Like wait. Yeah, so this is why you can play Paxton and Carrasco, Josh. It's uh, it's very not. It's not that hard. Uh, it's pretty pretty easy. Yeah, uh, but why is Kinsler, like, Kinsler should not be three point one k. Miggy should not be three point three k. You know? Yeah, I mean? I, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's a lot of good second basemen too for like way too cheap. Like uh, we have Jonathan VR for thirty six hundred. Right, that's a ridiculous price tag. Um, we have where's I just saw another one popped out to me. Where was he? Um. Even Brandon Drury for 3600 I think he's an interesting turn option. He's been smashing righties this year. Ben Zobris, who's a lefty, for 3600 Like, he's like, there's guys you can play here. So, uh, even Robbie Cano, he's only 4200 against James Shields. Like, there's guys you can play here. It's so, like it's like second base coupon day, Travis. <laughs> what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they're all really cheap. And, like, even on FanDuel, too, you have VR for, for, for 3000 You have uh, Whit Merrifield for 3100 You have Robinson Cano for only 3200 on FanDuel. Like, I mean, they're just way too cheap uh so i don't know for me like that's that's kind of all the second baseman i'm interested in i'm probably just gonna save here and take advantage of this price saving and do that uh there's just so many good options here to play yeah for sure um you know vr is also three thousand on FanDuel, and so is kinsler so i mean uh i think that you know with these price differences and, and uh you know cap relevance like my draft my draft kings lineups would look way different than my FanDuel lineups on this slate you know just because of uh, the price differences. But I think I'll go with like Kinsler and VR as my top two at second base just because of the price savings. Yeah, my, my top is Robbie Cano. Like, uh, even on DraftKings, Fandle too. Like, I just think this is a good spot for him to home run. I like him a lot today. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, I just think this is this is a good position to buy buy low on like where you can find him. Like Kinsler, buy low on him over there. You know, you can buy low on VR on Fandle. Just just find the right price tag that fits with a lot of these different guys. And don't sleep on Whit Merrifield, man. Uh, him, him against a lefty. Uh, in that, uh, that's in Texas, right? That game is in Texas. Yeah, it's in Texas. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was just making sure. Um, for some reason, I blanked there for a second. Uh, but yeah, so in Texas, like, uh, don't sleep on Whit Merrifield. He'll probably be batting first. Oh wait, no, and- it's in Kansas City, not in Texas. Oh, it is crud. Sorry. Well, that, I mean, I also only am because it's Martin Perez. Uh, that definitely lowers my interest a little bit. But again, like Robinson, Robbie Cano is my top option, though, at second base, no matter what. Mainly on FanDuel, too, like 3200 just a crazy price tag. But uh, yeah, let's head over to third. I can kick us off, Josh, because uh, we have another Mariner that's way too underpriced over on FanDuel. Um, again, I talked about how I like Freddie Freeman. I think he's a great option. I also think even Manny Machado, a guy who has just positive regression coming his way. Uh, I like those two guys. I think they're really good plays on this slate. If you have the money for them, go for it. But Seager. Kyle Seager is 2500 <laughs> on fan. He's 3.3 on DraftKings. He's free. Yeah, he's 3.3 on DraftKings. Like, he's the cash play against James Shields. Uh, James Shields is allowing a, uh, you know, a, f- a home run home run uh, rate of, like, four, uh, four home run per nine of uh, four on the year. Like, he's just getting smashed. Uh, and then we also have guys like uh, Travis Sean, Jake Lamb. Those are guys that can smash out home runs. I like them a ton, too. So those are kind of, like, the five I really like. And I think I'm just going to mix and match them throughout my tournaments. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. How God, about you? Josh? Why is Kyle Seager free? And, like, they mess up his price all the time. So, like, I'm not even that surprised. But, like, man, like, I got right now, like, just, like, you know, 
messing around on DraftKings like I'm putting together a lineup. I've got I've got Avila, Miggy, Kinsler, and Seager, and not one of those guys is over thirty five hundred. And the, the most expensive guy there is Alex Avila out of him, Cabrera, Kinsler, and Seager. Like that's crazy to me. But um, yeah, and putting Carlos Carrasco and James Paxton, and then you have a shortstop and three outfielders to pick four with thirty seven hundred left per position, which is very uh, doable. We man. won't we won't fill it out the rest of the way because that's not allowed. So let's 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 not say any any more. But uh, it's, it's a very <laughs> easy. It's a very, very easy slate to be able to pull off the double pitcher pay up. And we don't love a lot of bats today, I feel like. There's not like there's not stacks or itch in the play. So I think it's definitely very viable in your cash games. Um in tournaments it, it's probably tougher. Obviously you can stack up that Tigers team, but they could be super chalky, so who knows? I hate I hate this pricing, man. It's like it's just like too easy to do stuff right now. Well then go Josh, go play a fantasy draft. Uh, you can very, you can fix that very easily. Go play over there. Uh, you know they're they you don't you don't have to play shortstops or second baseman or or catchers. Just go over there and play easily. But uh, so what about third? Anyone else you like besides the guys I said, Josh? Or yeah, uh, I think Martin Prado. If he's in the lineup at six, he's two point nine on DraftKings, just super cheap, and he's got some upside. So I think that he's a guy that you could look at. And on FanDuel, he's two point eight, probably less interest over there, but um. But for two point nine on DraftKings, just like you know, good good price play there. I think there's good. I think he's a guy that you'll get at like a very very low ownership on such a big slate, and he has you know he has double dong upside on a good day. So uh, definitely interested in some Prado there. But uh, man, it's just gonna get it's gonna be hard to get past you know the Seager price across the industry. I feel like I'm just gonna have to like take the free square and move on. So most of my interest is gonna be there. I don't I don't mind like. Uh, I don't mind like Jake Lamb as you mentioned. I think Jake Lamb is also in a good spot, and um, I wouldn't mind some uh, some Evan Longoria here either. Against Nolasco, it gives up a ton of hard contact. I understand the park downgrade, and we usually just pick Longo against lefties, but uh, he's super cheap on DraftKings at three point six um, and three point one on FanDuel. So uh, he has you know he has massive upside with the power. You know, there's a lot of pop in his bat. So definitely some interest in Longo in tournaments. But I think uh, just at the because of this pricing error. Um, you're just going to have to take the free square with Kyle Seeger and move on. So that's where I'm at at third base. Uh, you want to move on to shortstop? Yeah, uh, let's head over to short. So uh, I would love uh, Jean, Jean, is it John Cazera, Gene Seguera, whatever his name is, Seguera. Um, I would love to play him, uh, fit him in my Mariner stack. People might not pay up at short for him, so I like doing that. I think that's an interesting route to go. Uh, I like Zach Kozart too against the lefty. Uh, Zach Kozart's just been smashing lefties this year. So uh, I've been on board with him a lot recently, and I'm going to keep going with him. I think he's a really good option to play. Uh, for cheap, that's really the debate. There's not a lot of cheap shortstops I'm absolutely in love with today. Uh, I don't know, Josh, do you have any that you like? Because there's none sticking off the page. I think it's going to be one of those slates where I kind of wait and see what the lineup spots are. Like maybe an Addison Russell like on DraftKings for 3-3 might be able to help me out with that. Uh, but there's not a lot to love at shortstop for cheap. Uh, I just figured I'd ask you: you have any cheap guys you like, or is this more of a payup spot for you? You know, I'm having the same uh, same issue you are here at short. I mean, like I feel like we just kind of ran to a wall after having all these cheap options. But this this Paul DeJong kid, man, was just super hot going into the break, and uh, he's only 2.6 on DraftKings. And I know he bats at the bottom of the order. He's going against Garrett Cole and all that. But we've seen Garrett Cole uh, give up some, you know, blow absolute blow up, blow up spots. Um, and I know, you know, this might not be one of the spots that he necessarily does, but uh, if you're looking for a really super cheap, like you want to go double expensive pitcher, like we were saying, uh, I think for uh, 2.6, DeJong has a ton of upside and uh, definitely a guy that you could have interested on DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft. 
Um, over on FanDuel, let's see what his price is over there. Uh, 3K, less interest over there. But, um, you know, when someone's cheaper on DraftKings than they are on FanDuel, you know, with the with the price uh, cap relevance, like, it really means a lot. You know, that means that he's definitely uh, either FanDuel has him way overpriced or DraftKings has him super underpriced. I think in this case, uh, they just kind of have him a, a super underpriced. They didn't adjust to his, you know, his uh, performances before the All-Star break. So, uh, that might be a, a nice spot to get, you know, some DeJong in there at a super low ownership. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's just it feels like it does definitely does feel like a pay up spot. Like Segura, as you said, is definitely someone I'd be interested in. Uh, I, uh, you know, I want to like Lindor, but I don't like the matchup against Sonny Gray. So I'm going to pass there. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Kyle Seager is probably going to be the top option here. Uh, Corey Seager. I'm sorry. Not Kyle. Uh, you know. You can you go up to Seeger brothers, I think, on this slate. I'll probably have uh, a lot of Corey Seeger. I think that that's just like the safe play there. And if I'm looking for someone super cheap, like I said, I don't mind throwing in some Dijon into the lineup. So, so that's where I'm at. Corey Seeger is my top shortstop, and uh, Dijon is my top value shortstop. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. I don't love shortstop. Like, I think the last guy I want to mention, like, I talked about some guys that I like. Like, I think the Cozarts and Zagara are a good place. I also think Xander Bogarts is a decent play for 3,300, but it's going to be a spot where I look for lineups to come out and see if there's anything that pops off the page that's cheap that I can pay down if I want to. But uh, there's a lot of cheap price tags that we, we've already paid down for. So I think I'm able to pay up here. So either Zagara, Cozart, or Bogarts are all guys I'm going to have some interest in. All right. Very good. Um, let's move on to the, you know, let's have some fun now. We got the outfield and, um, outfield is a spot where you really like, you know, I usually pick my outfielders last, you know, when I'm building my lineups, cause what I do is, uh, I use having the benefit of having three open spots here to, to correlate to the rest of my roster construction and try to figure out where, uh, where I want to connect my lineup here and kind of just finish it off. It's like the finishing touches on the painting now. Um, they're very important, you know, to finalize your lineup here and to really put together, paint the picture that you want to paint, you know. So um, for me, uh, there's a lot of spots you could go. I think that you'll get Judge um, uh, underpriced on this slate. I also think Clint Frazier is a guy that with his price tag jumped up now that people will stay away. Um, so I think that you could get him at a nice low ownership I wouldn't mind some uh, some you know judging Clint Frazier correlation. Uh, not my top options, but definitely certainly options here on uh, DraftKings. Bellinger is outfield eligible, so uh, if you want to connect him to like Corey Seager, you could definitely do so on the slate. Now they got uh, DraftKings got the outfielders pricing right for Detroit. Uh, you know, as at least more right than they had for the rest of the guys. So Upton's four point two and JD is three point nine. So I think three point nine for JD is too cheap, man. I That's think JD, insane. yeah, I was just gonna say JDM at under four K. I think that he should actually be more expensive than Upton, you know. But um, yeah, that's that's crazy. But on, so the, but on the flip side of that matchup, Travis, you got Jose Batista at three point five, and that feels way too cheap here against Verlander. Um, I think that you could buy low on Batista here. I think you could even take him as a one off in this matchup against Verlander. Uh, I think that he's a fine play. Uh, David Peralta. Uh, certainly another good play here, uh, 4.2 on DraftKings. And uh, I believe FanDuel had him over underpriced last time I looked at Peralta. Yeah, he's 3K on FanDuel. So I think that you should definitely take advantage of his price tag over there on FanDuel. Um, yeah, so that's like, you know, not the extent of where I'm going, but uh, I think that I really want to focus. Oh, and Gamel too, obviously, in play here against James Shields. And Nelson Cruz, usually a guy gets overlooked on big slates when he's not facing a lefty, so I don't think he'll be that chalky, and I think you get him a low ownership, and he has huge pop in his bat. Definitely lots of upside there. 
Uh, Chu and Mazzara, I think are guys you could be looking at. Not as much interest in uh, Carlos Gomez here, even though I think there's certainly merit there. Um, so, yeah, uh, it just for me. Oh, and Dickerson is underpriced on DraftKings, by the way, 3.5K. Uh, I think Malik Smith is overpriced there on DraftKings at 4K. Corey Dickerson, 3.5K, is uh, super underpriced. I think that you could take Dickerson as a one-off at this price tag on DraftKings at 3.5K. So I like, I like Dickerson as a one-off. I like um, I also like uh, Jose Batista as a one-off. Um, I think JDM and Upton are definitely in play to correlate. And um, I, like I said, I like Judge and Frazier to correlate too. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at in outfield right now. How about you, Travis? Yeah, um, I just noticed Mike Trout is back today. It looks like, oh, this has me excited. I might have to play an Angel stack just because. Uh, I know. Oh man, that that has me super excited. I just I I had a feeling he was coming back, but I didn't know it was official yet. So that got me super excited. But uh, oh man, four point five um, on DraftKings too for Trout. By yeah, way. yeah. Uh, I'll take Mike Trout for four point five. Like uh, that's just crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's a lot more on FanDuel. But again, I, I mean, I just might I might just play a, an Angel stack just because uh, the uh, you know just excited to see him back in the lineup. So I might do that. And on DraftKings for four point five, that's crazy of a crazy price tag for him. Uh, I would definitely buy low on that, even against a matchup against Far that we said we liked. Uh, but I, I'm still okay with that. Um, I might even with Trout being back, that might even take Far down a tick for me. So just wanted to note that. But uh, Bryce Harper, love him uh, today. I I think he's a really good play. Like Nelson Cruz, of course, uh, thirty seven hundred on Fanduel is a ridiculous price tag. I would definitely have interest in him. Even Mookie Betts, like he's only thirty nine hundred. That's a great price tag too. Uh, I like Kyle Schwarber. I think he's got a cheap tag, like Fanduel specifically twenty three hundred. Like that's just really cheap. If he gets a good spot in the lineup, I would have interest in him. AJ Pollock, thirty four hundred. I like that price tag too for him. That's way too cheap. But David Peralta, uh, Peralta, he's a guy, you know, he can smash right-handed pitching. Uh, he's only $3,000. So, you know, have to have a ton of interest in him too in that spot. Uh, Sin Chu Chu, if he's batting first against Jason Hamill, he'll likely get five, uh, he'll likely get five at bats uh, as a road team. Uh, I, I think he's a good option to consider. Uh, and I think I agree with your JD Martinez take on uh, DraftKings. It makes a ton of sense to play him over there. Uh, we definitely have interest in him. Like a lot of these uh, Texas bats too, like Mazzara against Hamill. I think you should have interest in him as well. He's a good guy to consider. And like a Steven Souza, uh, he's an interesting one-off. You can go against Rick and Alaska. Can easily have a two home run game. I think he's a guy to consider too. There's a lot of outfielders alike as usual though. So I'm normally going to take the approach of whatever fits best in the stack. Oh yeah. I'm Brian Good Goodwin. If you're looking for cheap guys, like I think Brian Goodwin's a guy uh, that he'll be batting first. He's only, he's three K it's a little priced up for him on FanDuel, but uh, I still think he's a guy to, to have some interest in, but there's a lot of guys that like uh, for cheap, uh, around this price tag of like the three K range. So, uh, I would definitely not sleep on a lot of these bats. Uh, even a Dexter Fowler against a Garrett Cole, something we didn't mention about Garrett Cole is really bad at holding on runners. And if Dexter Fowler gets on, he will definitely steal. So, uh, don't mind targeting stolen base guys against uh, a Garrett Cole. Uh, so yeah, it's a loaded position though, the outfield as usual. Uh, so just, uh, be aware that it's just like buying low and cheap price tags. I don't think you have to pay up for certain guys, but there's some good guys to pay up for. But that's about it for me, Josh. Tons of outfielders to like, and just uh, make sure to kind of make it fit your construction well. Yeah, I agree. It's just going to come down to roster construction. So uh, I guess I have to retract my statement at the beginning of the podcast about not being able to double pay up for pitcher because, man, there's just so many underpriced options on the slate. So 
Uh, I think that this is a spot where you just got to build a core of guys you think are underpriced, try to buy low on them, and then you could just you know mix and match your favorite pitchers here and just uh, kind of you know like it's not you're not going to be constrained here um, on, on building lineups. You should be able to comfortably build. Um, you know your build should be comfortable here on on the guys that you want to get in. So uh, anyone else here you want to mention in the outfield before we hop into the stack of the day? No, yeah, let's head over to the stack of the day. I, I can kick us off if you want, Josh. I I got mine uh, ready to go. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so uh, I haven't talked about the bats enough, and I kind of realized it as doing the pod. I was like, you know, like I, it's one of those teams that kind of slept on a little bit, and I shouldn't be. Uh, and that's the Washington Nationals. I mean, I think it's a great spot for them uh, against a guy like Tim Adelman. Uh, you know, he, he were the, he was the first pitcher you mentioned, Josh, and we instantly said no. And I was like, I mean, I instantly said no for good reason, right? Uh, against lefties, uh, you know, the K percentage is very low. Uh, the uh, the ISO is uh, 0.259. Uh, he's a guy that just, you know, could get absolutely smashed by some of these lefties. Like Brian Goodwin, if he gets on base, that could be great for him. Uh, and then Bryce Harper can easily hit him in. So you get a cheap guy like uh, like Goodwin. You can get Bryce Harper who can hit it out of the park easily. Daniel Murphy who smashes the ball. And even like a Zimmerman or Rendon, pairing them up there too. Those are interesting guys. And hey, if you need to save some salary in your lineups, we got Steven Drew, who's a guy you can always save on too. If he's in the lineup, he's interesting. And if you want to throw a catcher in there, I never mind Matt Weeders for power. So there's tons of guys up and down this lineup that you can play. They have a 5.36 implied run total. Uh, this is just a team that, you know, we didn't mention a lot during the podcast. And I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I made them my stack of the day. They're a team that I, you know, one of those teams that I kind of feel like I could kick, be kicking myself at the end of the day that I didn't look at more. And I think I'm going to dig deeper on them and see, see how much better the matchup is as the slate goes on. But I have a ton of interest in them and I'm definitely going to have at least one stack of them. And uh, probably throughout the day, I'll be making more and more. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually just looked at that too as we were looking at the the slate here for the stack of the day. Uh, the Nationals are definitely in an incredible spot, and um, I guess we got so caught up. You know what it is, Travis? I think we got so caught up in the you know the the pricing decreases on a lot of these guys that you know we're not getting huge discounts on any of these Nationals bets. So that's I think why we ended up not talking about their bets too much. But um, because of that, I think that makes them an excellent tournament stack because. People are not going to want to pay top dollar, you know, top dollar, including myself. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough to pay pay top dollar for guys or, or uh, you know, fair market value for guys that are, uh, you know, on a slate when there's guys that are so underpriced. So um, definitely think that you get a little bit of an edge by getting that Washington offense into your lives as a stack because, uh, you know, a lot of I think the, 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 the field is going to want to pay up for pitcher on the slate because there's not a lot of cheap options so they're going to get handcuffed into playing these cheap guys and i don't think it's the wrong move but i think that uh you definitely get an edge by stacking the nationals on the slate for me uh my stack of the day here uh some guys that we mentioned from this lineup i think that the the mariners are going to be my stack of the day here i think that uh going against james shields who is kind of a shell of what he once was uh, I don't think that he's going to come out and, and throw a gem. I don't think he's, we're going to see some vintage James Shields here. I think that it's it's a park downgrade, and I think that he is who he is now. Uh, he's a bad pitcher we could pick on, so why not pick on him with some of these uh, Seattle bats, uh, You know, especially with this healthy Seattle lineup. Uh, you know, I think Segura, Gamel, Cano, Cruz, Seager, Valencia, you know, Mitch Hanniger has been hitting the ball well. Like, all these guys are in play, you know what I mean? They all have upside, and I think that uh, it's a good spot to stack the Mariners um, on this slate. So Mariners will be my stack of the day. So uh, there you go. We covered the slate, Travis. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we sign out? 
No, uh, yeah, man. Washington, they're also, I also misread this. They're in Cincinnati. This is insane. I'm going heavy on them. I don't know why. I read it wrong. I thought they were in that. Uh, I guess I read it wrong when I was looking at the weather for some reason. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, your mind messes with you. First day back gets a little rusty. But, man, that game is in Great American Ballpark. Like, dude, load up on the Nationals, man. This is just, oh, this is a dream spot for them. Wind's blowing out nine miles an hour, too. Man, oh, I can't wait to play the Nationals. They are. I'm fired up about them today. I'm gonna. I might go all in on them. I'm hoping. Hoping not everyone. Uh, not everyone goes heavy on them. But man, that's crazy. I forgot it was in Great American Small Park, and they call it that for a reason. So, but also agree with you on the Seattle stack. Uh, it, it's like the chalk of the day because of the price tag. So uh, at least on Fanduel for sure. But uh, DraftKings, uh, maybe maybe the tires end up being not sure. But it, it's a fun slate. There's a lot, there's a lot to like now, man. I'm definitely I got more excited about this slate. I don't know how I misread that. Uh, just just must be rusty from the grind or something. Uh, you know, not not doing it every day. But man, that's awesome. They're in that ballpark. Yeah, Natty's in Cincy. That's the way to go. Uh, before we sign out, give us both a follow on Twitter. My handle is at real Joshua Giant at real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. M-A-N-G-O-N-E. You can follow um, follow both of us. Shoot over any questions, any comments. Uh, you know, it, we're always here to interact with you guys. We love doing so, especially on a big slate like this. If you're stuck between some decisions, we'd love to give you a, our opinion or our advice. That's what we're here to help with. Um, check out all the other content at Roto Grinders too. Lots of great analysts on staff here. And uh, following Travis, you get a little bump if you want to try some WNBA. He's always posting great information there, too. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And uh, if you haven't already, sign up for our uh Sponsor site, Fantasy Draft, fantasydraft.com. Use the promo code GRINDERS when you sign up. You'll get up to 4% cash back on up to $5,000 in entries. Plus, you'll get uh, three months of premium content at Roto-Grinders. Gives you an edge on the field, helps you build better lineups, and uh, helps you to kind of uh, you know get used to the format over there um, by reading some of the expert advice that we have here to offer at Roto-Grinders. But, yeah, so uh, here we are. We're back from the All-Star break. It's a, it's going to be a fun Friday of baseball, and, and uh, I'm excited to see it. We're uh, you know we're happy we got to fill in for Dan Bach for you guys. We uh, we're very happy you enjoyed the shows. Love the feedback you guys gave us on Twitter. And guess what? We'll be back tomorrow morning because it's going to be the weekend, and we got the weekend grind. So uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning for the weekend grind. Hope you do well today. We'll see you on Twitter. Peace out, grinders. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Hi, it's Jamie. Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.